This week, let's talk about six of the biggest mistakes made by digital marketers. And this is a reaction episode, and it's episode 287 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This podcast is all about marketing your business and growing your business and for talking about all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a consultant, speaker and trainer from Edinburgh, helping you keep your marketing simple. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. This week, it's just me and the mic, and I'm going to try something a little bit different. This week, I'm going to react to a piece of content from the marketing industry that caught my eye this week, something that really resonated with me this week. But before we get into that, I'd just like to remind you that my book, Cats, Mats and Marketing Plans, is still available on Amazon, either as a Kindle book, a paperback or a hardback. If you're looking to put together a simple marketing strategy and you want to avoid complexity as your business grows, then Cats, Mats and Marketing Plans might be the book for you. Please check it out. And if you buy it, take a selfie of yourself and send it to me and I'll be delighted to give you a shout out on the show and on the socials. So let's get into this week's episode and talk about the six biggest mistakes made by digital marketers. So this is me reacting to an article that I read on the Drum website. The heading of the article is The Six Biggest Mistakes Made by Newbie Digital Marketers. And the article was written by Tom Wellborn, who runs a company called The Good Marketer. Now, I have to say, I've slightly amended the title there. It says the six biggest mistakes made by newbie digital marketers. I've actually removed the word newbie because actually, having read the article, I think that these mistakes are often made by all marketers. And, you know, sometimes I catch myself making these mistakes as well. So I thought, let's not be unfair to new people into the digital space. Let's just look at something that we can all learn from. And the first mistake that Tom highlights is that there's no clarity on audience no clarity on audience. Now, I actually absolutely agree with this. I've always said, and I firmly believe, that marketing starts with a deep, almost obsessive understanding of the customer. You have to understand your audience. You have to understand your customers so that you can work out what their problems are, understand how your products and services can solve the problems that they have. But it's not actually enough just to say, well, we deal with people between the ages of 30 and 60. You've got to be really specific. And Tom actually gives a great example here. A mortgage provider will have multiple audiences. You'll have first-time buyers looking to buy their first mortgage, or you'll have second-time buyers moving home, and you'll have mature people and maybe looking to downsize from a large to a small property. So it's really important to be specific about the people that you're targeting. Number two on Tom's list is a lack of clear goals. Now, this is really important. I have spoken to so many of my marketing clients about goals, and most of the time, they just don't set them. 
It's all about, we want to do more Twitter, we want to send out more emails, we want to produce more videos, we want to create more content, but they don't set themselves goals to go with that content creation. The problem is, if you don't set goals, you've got nothing to measure the success or lack of success of what you're trying to achieve. And a lot of the time, people say, well, we're very disappointed with the results we've had on Twitter or the results we've had with email or the results we've had with our video content. But if you don't set the goals, you can't measure whether you succeeded or not. And it's very, very important, therefore, to set goals. Now, some people like smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. I'm not a massive fan of smart objectives myself, probably because I spent so much time in big corporate setting smart objectives for people in endless appraisal situations. I prefer to set exciting and realistic goals. And actually, that takes us into Tom's third point, The third mistake that marketers are making is setting unrealistic goals. And by an unrealistic goal, that could be, well, you're currently at 500 followers on Twitter and you set yourself the goal that in a month's time we'll have 10,000 followers. Well, that's very unlikely to happen unless you're a very famous person or you're really lucky enough to have a piece of content go really hyper viral. So it's very important to set realistic goals And then you can really measure whether you've been successful. Because let's face it, if you say, let's go from 500 to 10,000, it's unlikely you'll succeed. And therefore, you'll feel that you've failed. Set realistic goals. Challenging, but realistic. And you'll get there. The fourth mistake that Tom says people are making is that they are ignoring SEO, search engine optimization. Now, I've said this on the Marketing and Finance podcast many, many times. SEO can be a black art. And some people think it's far too technical and far too difficult. But actually, there's some great articles and videos out there on the web to help you here. And it can be just about making sure that you have the right keywords in your titles, in your metadata, and in the body copy of your content. Obviously, there's a lot more to it than that, but that's the starting point. Don't let anybody let you think that it's amazingly complicated and that you have to hire in and pay thousands and thousands of pounds for somebody to do it for you. You might have to spend a little bit of money with an agency if you don't know the basics of SEO, but it can be done quite simply and quite easily. Mistake number five is overlooking quality content. Now, it's very easy these days to put content together. We've all got 4K cameras on our smartphones, so it's very, very easy to record video, to record audio, to put together articles, take photographs. But let's face it, there's a lot of really crap content out there, poor content, perhaps badly researched content. You want your content to be quality. You want to stand out to your audience. You want people to see you and to appreciate what you're offering. Therefore, it's important to put some time into planning your quality content. Just think about some of the videos that you've seen people record, maybe using things like Zoom, badly lit, maybe out of focus, staring up their nose or looking down on top of their head. It just doesn't look high quality. I I, I nearly said the word professional there, but I don't want to get into that argument, but go for quality. Take some time. If you're doing video, frame your shots, light your shots really well. Do a little bit of scripting. You don't have to write the entire script, but bullet points will help you get through the messages that you want to put across. And finally, number six is a lack of recorded strategy. 
a lack of written strategy. Oh, this is another one. Now, I can remember many times, in fact, I do this pretty much every time I stand on a stage doing a speech about marketing, whether that's in the UK or hopefully before long back into Europe as the world opens up after the pandemic. One of the things I often stand on stage and say is, hands up if you have a written marketing strategy. And you know what? Usually in a room of, let's say, 100 to 200 people, it's usually only about one or two people per hundred that put their hands up and say that they have a written marketing strategy. And that's pretty poor. That's pretty poor. We absolutely need to write it down. Again, it's like the goals. We've got to hold ourselves accountable to the strategy that we've written down. And I think that it's very important. It doesn't have to be a 65-page mega strategy that ends up propping open a vent or blocking off a shelf. A couple of sides of A4 or a couple of screens of A4 is fine. But record who your customer is. Record what your offer is. Record what your goals are. And detail the content and the marketing activity that you're going to put together to engage your audience. And then you've got something to come back to and reference and see how you're getting along. Keeping yourself accountable. So I thought that was a really good article from Tom, but there were a couple of things missing for me. One thing he didn't mention in his article at all was the offer that a marketer has for their customer. Now, the fact that he didn't mention offer in his article suggests that that's not actually a mistake that marketers are making and that marketers actually understand what their offer is. But I just wonder whether that's actually the truth because quite a lot of the people that I speak to haven't really articulated even to themselves exactly what their offer is. And if one of the mistakes that people are making, according to Tom, that they haven't really identified their audience clearly enough, well, how does that translate into their offer? The offer is based upon that deep almost obsessive understanding of the customer. And because of that deep, almost obsessive understanding of the customer, you understand their needs and you can then develop an offer, i.e. a product or service, to meet that need better, preferably different, to everybody else. So I would argue that another mistake that people are making is that they haven't actually articulated their offer strongly enough. And to me, that's one of the most important parts of the marketing mix. Before you can dive into thinking about whether you want to do social media communication or email communication or video communication or podcast style communication, you need to understand your offer, why it stands out in the marketplace, why it's better than your competitors, why maybe it might be inferior in some ways to your competitors. Only then can you communicate that offer to your customers. So whilst Tom doesn't identify this as a mistake that marketers are making, I certainly think that it's an area where some people need to do a lot more thinking. But apart from that, this fits in with my circle of marketing simplicity, which is something that I work with clients on. It's very, very simple, and I'll just quickly take you through it now, and you can see how it fits in with what Tom is saying. So the first thing is that you need to develop a deep, almost obsessive understanding of the customer, and that fits in with Tom's contention that sometimes the mistake that's made is there's no clarity on audience. Secondly, you have to have a standout offer that's better or preferably different 
to everything else out there in the marketplace, i.e. it needs to stand out. Third, you've got to have exciting goals, and that fits in with Tom's second mistake there, lack of clear goals. The third part of your of my circle of marketing simplicity is engaging promotions, communications, and content. And again, that fits in here with the overall high-quality content that Tom is talking about in his article. I also have a fifth part of my circle of marketing simplicity, and that is the simplicity filter. We need to put everything we produce, whether it's content, whether it's advertising, whatever it might be, through a simplicity filter. Obliterate bloated words, obliterate jargon, obliterate industry jargon, obliterate gobbledygook, obliterate technobabble. Keep it simple, because if you have simple language, that will translate through into simple products and simple processes. So that's my circle of marketing simplicity, and I think it fits in very nicely, apart from the offer part, with what Tom is saying in his article. Well, that was a little bit different. Maybe I'll do a few more of these reaction episodes where I take a piece of content that I've seen out there on the internet talking about marketing and just riff upon what I think about that piece of content, what I agree with, what I disagree with, and hopefully together we can learn something new. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please do consider giving me a review on iTunes. It's not about ego. I don't ask for reviews from an ego point of view, but more reviews helps more people discover the podcast. And if more people discover the podcast, then we're just spreading the word about keeping marketing simple. I shall see you on the next episode. And until then, remember, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends and colleagues and consider leaving me a review on iTunes. Until the next episode, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.